0: Get this full audiobook for free by clicking now the link in the description. It's brought to you by The Book Guide. Two weeks we'd been in Cofton, and I was still getting lost. The town lay inland, west of the Novya zem coast, miles from the harbor where we'd landed. Soon we would go farther, deep into the wilds of the Zemini frontier. Maybe then we'd begin to feel safe. I checked the little map I'd drawn for myself and retraced my steps. Mal and I met every day after work to walk back to the boarding house together, but today I'd gotten completely turned around when I detoured to buy our dinner. The calf and collared pies were stuffed into my satchel, and giving off a very peculiar smell. The shopkeeper had claimed they were a Zemini delicacy, but I had my doubts. It didn't much matter. Everything tasted like ashes to me lately. Mal and I had come to Koften to find work that would finance our trip west. It was the center of the Jirda trade, surrounded by fields of the little orange flowers that people chewed by the bushel. The stimulant was considered a luxury in Ravka. But some of the sailors aboard the Verhaeder had used it to stay awake on long watches. Zeminy men liked to tuck the dried blooms between lip and gum, and even the women carried them in embroidered pouches that dangled from their wrists. Each store window I passed advertised different brands, Brightleaf, Shade, Dhaka, The Burley. I saw a beautifully dressed girl in petticoats lean over and spit a stream of rust-colored juice right into one of the brass spittoons that sat outside every shop door. I stifled a gag. That was one Zemini custom I didn't think I could get used to. With a sigh of relief, I turned onto the city's main thoroughfare. At least now I knew where I was. Cofton still didn't feel quite real to me. There was something raw and unfinished about it. Most of the streets were unpaved, and I always felt like the flat roofed buildings with their flimsy wooden walls might tip over at any minute and yet they all had glass windows, the women dressed in velvet and lace. The shop displays overflowed with sweets and baubles and all manner of finery, instead of rifles, knives, and tin cookpots. Here even the beggars wore shoes. This was what a country looked like when it wasn't under siege. As I passed a gin shop, I caught a flash of crimson out of the corner of my eye. Corporal Kai. Instantly, I drew back, pressing myself into the shadowy space between two buildings, heart hammering, my hand already reaching for the pistol at my hip. Dagger first, I reminded myself, sliding the blade from my sleeve. Try not to draw attention. Pistol if you must. Power as a last resort. Not for the first time, I missed the fabricator made gloves that I had to leave behind in Ravka. They'd been lined with mirrors that gave me an easy way to blind opponents in a hand to hand fight, and a nice alternative to slicing someone in half with the cut. But if I'd been spotted by a Corporal Nick Heartrender, I might not have a choice in the matter. They were the Darkling's favored soldiers, and could stop my heart or crush my lungs without ever landing a blow. I waited, my grip slippery on the dagger's handle, then finally dared to peek around the wall. I saw a cart piled high with barrels. The driver had stopped to talk to a woman whose daughter danced impatiently beside her, fluttering and twirling in her dark red skirt. Just a little girl, not a corporal in sight. I sank back against the building and took a deep breath, trying to calm down. It won't always be this way, I told myself. The longer you're free, the easier it will get. One day I would wake from a sleep free of nightmares, walk down a street unafraid. Until then, I kept my flimsy dagger close and wished for the sure heft of gracious steel in my palm. I pushed my way back into the bustling street and clutched at the scarf around my neck, drawing it tighter. It had become a nervous habit. Beneath it, Le Morozova's collar, the most powerful amplifier ever known, as well as the only way of identifying me. Without it, I was just another dirty, underfed Ravkin refugee.